Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. We're here with another run, pass, or kick interview. Um, Obviously, we're hitting the MLR hard. MLR is uh, less than a month away from kickoff. Um, very excited. You know, the big guy's excited. He had, he had got his season tickets. Uh, Rooney is going to be in the first match uh, against uh, Seattle. Was it 930 kickoff? I believe February 18th. And it's going to be on FS1. Um, so check your local listings for wherever, wherever FS1 is. And remember, fans, if it's on FS1, it won't be on TRN in the United States for 24 hours. So make your preparations. Make sure you pay your cable bill or you're stealing it from your neighbor. Um, but before we get into actually uh, introducing Coach Semple, I'm going to just want to talk, tell you guys about what the uh, run, pass, or kick is for, stands for. So we're going to preface every question with run, pass, or kick. And then Coach is going to answer, oh, yeah, I'm going to run with that question, meaning he's actually going to answer the question, or I'm going to pass the question, which means on the no-fly list, or he's going to kick it back to the big guy, and then the big guy is going to answer what he thinks Coach would say, and then he's going to tell me if I'm right or wrong. That's the fun part. But uh, as I've been prefacing it, we have Coach James Semple uh, rugby New York coach on the show. Welcome to the to the show, coach. Cheers, Scott. Thanks for having me on, mate. Um, just a question for you: Is the big guy self-proclaimed, or is that? Um, yes, yes, if- that's totally self-proclaimed. Um, I'm huge. I'm I'm bigger than prop sized. You'll, you'll we'll, we'll meet we'll we'll meet on the sideline one day, and you'll be like, holy shit, you know? Oh yeah, I'm sure that sure that's about to happen real soon, and catch <laughs> me out as well. <laughs> that's great. Um, Player coach for Utah uh, Warriors in 2019, um, Waikato women's head coach, um, Blues Opiki assistant coach. You were nominated in 2020 and 2021 for the New Zealand Coach of the Year. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's an amazing CV. You know, you have MLR experience. You have back home, obviously, growing up playing rugby. You have that experience, and you know, you have some international experience playing professionally as well, other places. But you know, it's one of those things. I think as a as a young guy younger guy you know, getting into coaching right away you know people find it a calling i'm a youth football coach american football i like to coach the you know the little guys it's fun and i don't even have a son on the team or a daughter on the team i just like coaching and it's 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 a fun way to get involved and get involved in, in not just professionally but get involved um you know locally but real quick you know we're gonna start with the rpk so you ready coach i am i, th- I think i've got the gist of it all right awesome so Run, pass, or kick, are you happy that the New York weather has been relatively cooperative compared to the last two preseasons? I'll definitely run with that. Um, yeah, well, when, when I was sort of in talks coming over, they were just warning me, oh, it's going to be a rough uh, couple of months. You know, you're going to have to dig in. It's gritty. It's tough. And, yeah, at the moment, um, I'm, I'm wondering if someone pulled my leg because it's been beautiful. Even um, today, Jason Emery actually had his shirt off at training to finish <laughs> off. I couldn't believe it. So he must be feeling pretty confident about how his rig's looking at the moment. Oh, yeah. First of all, if, if a back takes their shirt off, that's just par for the course, right? Every back's going to take their shirt off at some <laughs> point during yeah. training. But today, uh, we record on Mondays. It was like 60 degrees. It was nice. The problem is, well, actually, now that I think about it, you guys have a preseason game on Friday the day after this comes out, but it's indoors and it's going to be uh, single digits up here in New York and you guys are going to be away. So I think you caught a little bit of luck that you're going to miss that single digit weather. 
Yeah, one of the boys said to me today, um, I think you guys are our lucky charm, so I'll go with that. And I, I just keep touching wood because uh, <laughs> we've been able to train outside every day. Some days have been pretty rough with the conditions, but we sort of use that as motivation and um, think of it as a strength of ours to, that we're, so, yes, sort of build toughness, um, no excuses, and obviously we play outside. So, um, yeah, we just use it as character building and just a point of difference for us. So, yeah, can't complain at the moment. I've been, been really lucky. Touch wood. Absolutely. It's funny you talk about the toughness because the next question, run, pass, or kick. Um, with the debut of the Ironworkers moniker this season, which is something that I know that mentality you know, was part of the team the last season, the season before, but now that's the official name. How do you make the guys buy into the it's time to go to work attitude? Oh, for me, it's sort of it was sort of ingrained um, before I got here, uh, and then I guess our job as the new management team coming is just to keep bringing that to life and keep uh, making it new and authentic. Um, so we just yeah we draw on the iron workers a lot. Um, pretty much every day we try to tie it back to iron workers that change the skyline, uh, and that's what we want to do um, with the way we play rugby. And also not just with rugby, the way we sort of interact with the community and how, how we like to be perceived. Um, we're very, we perceive ourselves as really grateful um, to represent the best city in the world. Um, so we, we want to play and be a team that um, represents that and does that justice because yeah, we're, we're very grateful and fortunate to be in this amazing city. And we, we want to bring a game that sort of represents the people that make this city great. So, yeah, it's really exciting, and we just believe it's a privilege. You know, it's funny because you, you're saying some keywords that are rolling into my next questions. This never happens in any of my interviews. <laughs> I'm doing the RPK, but you mentioned, you know, being new uh, to the coaching staff, so run, pass, or kick. Having played and coached in the MLR, do you feel it's easier to relate to the players as a new coach coming in? I, th I think oh, I'll run with that. Uh, good question. Um, I think... For, for any team or any coach, you have to relate to your people because um, that's who you're trying to work uh, work with. You know, my job is to get the best out of each individual in the team, so I need to understand them as people first, understand what makes them tick, um, show that I care about them genuinely as people um, to get them the best out of them as rugby players. And then obviously you're just trying to piece all those individuals together to get on the same bus and get the best um, out of the team. Um, so I think... As a coach, um, I, I want to try to do that wherever I go. But, yeah, to answer your question directly, I think there's a yeah quite a bit of an advantage that I've sort of played in this comp and been in this comp, although it has changed a lot since I was here. You know, I sort of strapped the boots on back then, and I know that I wouldn't be able to do that now because I wouldn't be good enough. You know, it's, <laughs> it's gotten better every year, and I, we know this year is going to be even better. So uh, we need to be better as well. But, yeah, really excited to take on that challenge. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think that the guys understand too, that you were, you know, being in the earlier iterations where maybe it was a little bit less professional, depending on the, the team you're with and, you know, teams were struggling to build that professionalism in and kind of maintain it in all facets of the game, whether it was preseason, you know, coming off of a preseason and not having to do as much cardio because you, you came in shape right now. Now that's, that's what guys are doing prior. Maybe you were a little out of shape and, and you had to have the preseason to really get you going. And then, you know, your, your teens and things like that. And I think now uh, going into, ooh, what is it, year six, year five, year six, I think it's it's transitioned into the players understanding what they need to do to get where they need to go to win that shield. 
Um, so th- this is a good question uh, I got from my buddy, actually. Um, but So I'm not going to take uh, credit. My buddy, uh, Craig Gradelli, who's a Ruby fan. Um, run pass or kick with Andy Ellis hanging up the boots last year. It leaves an experience gap with the nine up for grabs. What have you seen out of the young guns working for the starting job? Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, I think, yeah, obviously Andy going uh, is quite an obvious hole with the type of person he is and um, obviously the experience. He's an amazing player, an amazing man. Um, what I've seen from the nines, I've seen them take a lot of learnings from Andy in terms of how they work and they're honestly the hardest working – oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that because everyone works hard in our team, but they're the first ones there, last ones to leave the pitch – um, they're extremely competitive with each other. They know they've got an awesome opportunity um, to sort of grab that number nine jersey by the scruff of the neck. And, um, yeah, mate, I can't speak highly of them. And I think all our nights we've got three in at the moment. Um, I think all of them are really capable of playing at this level and doing it really well and being the best nine in the comp. And I truly believe that. And with the work that they're putting in um, for themselves and the team, um, I've got no doubt that they're going to do a massive job and fill those massive shoes that Andy's left. But we're really excited about what they're going to do this year. Absolutely. I'm excited too. Connor McManus, Connor Buckley, Christian Rodriguez. Those are the three guys that could rock the nine jersey for Rooney. Um, excuse me. You guys have seen Connor McManus and Connor Buckley the last two seasons with Rooney. You've seen Roddy over with the LA Giltinis previously coming over to the East Coast. Um, I happen to be friends with all three of them. As a matter of fact, great guys. Um, so I'd love to see him play. Well, Eamon Matthews from Atlanta's with us, who's a who's a New York man, and um, we're really lucky to have him with us. He's a, he's a great guy, and um, yeah, really pushing those nines as well. So, got fierce competition there, which is awesome. That's good. That's what you want to see. I like we say on the show all the time: iron sharpens iron. Um, Um, so before we get to the next set of questions, coach, we're going to go with the quick tap. Now for the fans who don't know what the quick tap is, I'm going to shoot coach with some really quick questions. We're going to kind of just get to know you questions, get to know your personality. So this is one of the fun parts I, I like of the, the RPK. So what do you have more fun doing coaching or playing? Ooh, I'm going to go coaching. Well, because you don't have to run Broncos and shit. I mean, like, you know, you're... <laughs> let's be honest. Probably because I'm better at coaching than playing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Well, they so say people, fit... yep. people that can't do teach, so maybe, maybe that's the answer. Listen, I was, I was never going to the NFL. There's a reason I coach youth football, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So your favorite position to play, fly half or fullback? Oh, 100% fly half. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. I, yeah. I kicked the ball. I scored the points. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just like that. being able to, I guess, I was always considered myself a bit of a thinker of the game, and I like the fact that you can sort of move the chess pieces around and control it a bit. Um, and, yeah, enjoyed fullback a lot too, but I probably just didn't have the physical X factor sort of attributes, I think, to do as good a job um, mm-hmm. as, as I did at 10. Not not that I did a great job there, but I definitely a better 10 than a 15. <laughs> So choose your favorite food, seafood or barbecue? Oh, oh I'm from New Zealand, and um, we've got amazing seafood there. So I'll probably have to go seafood, but it's tight, really, really tight. 
love a good barbie as well good sausage and good good bit of steak and chicken drumsticks and stuff so but <laughs> yeah if you yeah if it put me down so i'll go seafood ellis I, I like both you know mm. you don't think about barbecue in, in new york like you do in new zealand or any other place in the united states especially in the south but we got some great barbecue spots up here and the the, the food is amazing you know we have the long island sound with, with a ton of seafood we get uh in the atlantic ocean right there it's that's a tough question for me too um i would just say i'll put i'll put my seafood on my barbecue and just eat oh, it at the same right. time yeah yeah we you can do that <laughs> um so a better coach's day out for you a beach day or a mountain hike beach beach day yeah. i'm a beach guy too i'm a beach guy too i just um and then finally now this this could be controversial and this might get you in a little trouble so you have to pick a roommate on an away day. Are you picking forwards coach Benefiki or the SNC coach Ali Richardson? Uh, oh, that is that could get me in trouble. Oh, I haven't roomed with Ollie yet. I've roomed with um, we call uh, Ben Biggs. Uh, I've roomed with Biggs. Biggs is a good roommate, actually. He does tease me a lot, though, so I don't know if I could put put up with that for twenty four or forty eight hours. Um, I'll I'll go with Ollie um, just to mix it up. But it could quickly change after the first trip. Well, that yeah, because I mean, let's be honest. You know, you might wake up and all of a sudden you're in like a triangle choke or something. Like, you know, Ali's a big MMA guy, so I'm not sure if like in his sleep he'll just like, boom, armbar. You know, he's just thinking about who's in his sleep. He's he might he's, have to watch out. Yeah, hundred percent. He's also he's an extremely good Nick. He's extremely shredded as well. So I don't know yeah. if that would be good for my ego. Yeah, exactly. He, he comes out of the shower and you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh god that's awesome all right so we're gonna we're gonna go back with some of these rpk questions um gm steven lewis has kept a great mix of seasoned new york players and brought in some new players to compliment them uh, compliment them run pass or kick what kind of play are you expecting from the guys this season uh, i'm gonna go kick oh so it's funny i the lizard I know, you know, and I've talked to him, you know, for, for multiple seasons as he's been the GM. Um, and I think they, they continue to build a team around the basic tenets of what I like to call a Northern and a Southern hemisphere style, right? They want to make sure that when they run the set piece, they run it like a Northern hemisphere team, big bodied, hard charging that like England rolling mall, you know, the hooker is the centerpiece on the set pieces, right? A big scrum that's going to push you away. But as you play down to the backs, we're not just going to kick it away, right? We're going to run it in your face. We're going to run some plays. Um, you know, are we going to do some cross kicks when we have guys open and maybe Ed and, or Andrew is running down the wing? Heck yeah. If it's there, go for it. But you're going to see some very fast plays some very um, quick passing from the backs. And you're kind of, they, when he builds the team, it's kind of that blend of that style of play. And I, I just continue to see that going forward. It won us a championship last year. So I don't see why you would change that type of thing up. Yeah, I'll go no comment there. But um, <laughs> with that first game, you, you might get an answer. But um, I think I think you've summed it up in terms of like rugby pretty well there. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to show what we're going to do um, come round one and throughout the season. Absolutely, it was very exciting last season. Again, I'm a season ticket holder, so I was at every match. Um, exciting plays. The away matches were exciting plays. I mean. Th- MLR is an exciting brand of rugby and you're right. It just keeps getting better and better. Mm. And you're seeing not just broken plays. You're seeing thought out 
tactics that are working for each team to get them to win. It's not just like, you know, playing touch rugby, maybe, you know, 2018, 2019, it was a little more that way. Um, you know, as guys were trying to feel out how it's supposed to work, but now it's, again, we talked about that, that professionalism. We've crossed that threshold into playing good rugby. So uh, the next question, uh, run, pass, or kick, will the travel schedule you have impact the training schedules and preparations you do for the team? Uh, run. Um, yeah, mate. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So we've got Ollie Richardson, who, who you sort of mentioned before, who's really experienced. Um, so he's our high head of high performance. So um, work myself and him and the other coaches, we work really closely together with just how – how we can get the best out of the athletes in terms of load and preparation for the game. So, yeah, if, it, if it's a way trip, a long trip, um, we might um, lessen off a bit coming into that, um, just to allow for travel time and things like that and freshen up. Um, but, yeah, sort of lean on Ollie's expertise and experience a lot um, around that stuff. And obviously he was here last year, so he understands the team really well and the competition really well. So be mad not to use his expertise. Oh, absolutely. And I think, again, you know, a lot of the guys playing in the, in the competition have their personal thing they do and they've, mm. they've honed it, whether it's the travel side or whether it's preparation for a home match. Um, so I think you, because of that experience, when you have new guys that maybe don't have as much of a professional background, they pick those things up quickly. Not that they're copying another guy's ritual, but understanding you have to hone your ritual to get the best out of you every match, no matter if it's an away trip or a home trip. And I think guys pick that up quickly when you have a big batch of talent and experience um, on the team. Um, so speaking of, of preparations and, and home and away matches uh, run pass or kick, how important is it to now that the team is now playing in a new stadium with a longer term contract to play in the future? Uh, run. I think it's really exciting. Like we're pumped. Like we've finally got a home, you know, like for the last, or oh, since the start, we've been trying to find that home and now we've got that home up in Mount Vernon and, I think it's awesome it's in New York um, just to take a game up there that we can really build and start creating a real good fan base. I've heard amazing things about the New York fans um, from from Rick and from everyone in the organisation and they just sound awesome. So for us to give the fans a home as well, um, somewhere that they can yeah, make their own, um, yeah, we're just pumped and yeah, really grateful um, for the opportunity to go up there and make that our own and make it a bit of a fortress. So, yeah, we can't wait to get up to Mount Vernon. I'm very excited. It's one of those things that's bittersweet for me because I was married seven years ago. Me and my wife moved out of my parents' house uh, six years ago, and the stadium is about 10 minutes from my parents' house. Oh. I'm like, man, imagine, imagine if we were still living at home. But I honestly, I'll take a 40-minute drive. That's, 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 that's nothing for me. I used to drive three hours out to, uh, out to, um, the first uh, stadium over in, um, um, oh my God. Is it Coney Island? <laughs> yeah. Coney Island. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It used to be a three hour drive with traffic for me each way uh, oh, to get wow. to the stadium. Yeah. So now 40 minutes is easy. That's light work for me. I'm yeah. there early fans. I'm going to be tailgating, meet me in the Best Buy parking lot. We're going to be tailgating. Um, so Chet, the big guy's going to be there really early. Um, so make sure you guys are there visiting fans again, Best Buy parking lot right across the, the street there. Um, it's uh, municipal parking is free at Best Buy and at uh, the target um, away fans. So if you're driving up or down free parking, um, but yeah, it's because 40 minutes is nothing. All right. Oh yeah. That's, that's I'm telling you, that's light work. I used to travel for work. I used to travel 90 minutes each way and then oh. knock on wood. I got a job about 15 minutes away about four years ago. So now that's easy, but 
yeah, three hours of travel to Coney Island. It was usually 90 minutes to two hours to do the New Jersey um, uh, run, uh, depending on the traffic and stuff. And um, But, hey, that's the life of a fan. That's why you get season tickets. That's half the fun is traveling. Oh, mate, we're grateful to have you with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going to love it. I'm For all you watching, I'm sitting in Section 6, so come say hi. Come take a picture. Come you know, screw around with me as I'm doing my on-field pre-match show. Um, but definitely come and hang out with me before and afterwards. And they're selling alcohol at the stadium and food, something that we rarely get in New York the past couple of years. So make sure you hit those concessions early and often. Um, but yeah, very excited to hit over Memorial field. So excited. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, the field was just renovated. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, they would have like the giants would do a day there. The jets would do a day there for their preseason. And you go see like these professional football players play. It was always a fun, fun game. And now that they've built it back up and it has the capacity to do high school sports, college sports, professional sports, very excited for that arena. Very excited. Um, so, yeah. So, so speaking of like community and things like that, um, run pass or kick, what do you guys have on deck to increase community engagement in the sport, even though you're going to have a lot of fans who don't know what rugby is? When you pick up a ball. You also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. And built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work and discipline. And to those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. There will be days when you feel like you want to quit. When you're in the cold, in the rain, and in the mud, on those days, we will be there when you need it most. Run. Um... For me, coming over, like um, I'm a big rugby man. I love rugby and I love the way it brings people together. And I truly believe it's a game for everyone. And I don't think you can say that about any any other sport in the world. And that's why that's why I love rugby. And um, for me and us uh, at the Ironworkers, um, we want to have a positive impact on people's lives and give them a vehicle to have a positive experience. And for us, that's rugby. Um, so we've got heaps of things going on in the community. Um, for example, on the weekend, myself and Ben went to um, Xavier High School and Steve organised that and we had about, I think it was about 25 coaches there. So we were sort of um, just trying to pass on some of our ideas to them and was just open and we were sharing all, all our sort of thoughts and that and it was awesome and they were great people and I, I think rugby in the area is in really good hands with these types of people that, there that were willing to learn and engage and grow and develop the people in the game. Um, and then Steve is obviously our uh, coach community man. Um, so he's sort of in charge of organising all those events for us. So um, every every week or at least three times a month, we'll have the players out doing events, riffing games. So we'll just put them – I'll put the option out for them to – um, take a referee course so they can go out and ref games um, for local competitions and things like that, which is awesome for the boys and then obviously for the kids to get to meet them and stuff. So um, Steve's doing a really good job in that space and it's definitely a priority um, for us as an organisation to grow 
um, the game within New York because that's who we represent and we want to keep bringing our New Yorkers through the team that has the strongest um, locals. So our USA and Canada boys is usually the team that wins. So we understand that um, and that's a massive priority for us. I'm glad to hear you talk about the officiating side of it. And prior to this interview, um, we've had uh, Marcus Goodwin on, Marquise Goodwin on multiple times, but recently his latest slate was talking about teaching um, people who are looking to go to the refereeing side and growing that as part of the game. Um, we kind of see it here in America with baseball umpires and the umpires are dwindling, the pool's dwindling and you're, you're having people, you know, the kids want to play baseball and there's no umpire to officiate the match. Well, what happens if there's no official for rugby, right? You know, right now most officials are doing, you know, by themselves in the middle in a youth, youth sport. And it's always been one of the things I think about, I dream at night, let's say, is having that youth rugby here in the in the States, you know, the kids playing barefooted, having not only a, a center official, but two ARs, you know, that are actually officials and not just, you know, dads from each team, you know, and, and growing that tree of officials and eventually getting them to the, to the standard of playing or officiating in professional competitions if they want to, or collegiate competitions or world competitions, because I think that's one of those things. That's one of those, you're going to see the sport dwindle if we don't keep up with that. So I'm glad to hear you guys talk about that. Um, Cause it, it hasn't been talked about um, as much from, from the MLR and the coaches. So that's yeah. really, really like it. And let me, let me, let me also say, Stephen Lewis, one of the hardest working people in the MLR as far as trying to grow the youth game in the tri-state area, um, our territory here. And he's, he's another one of those guys where if he has an idea, he'll float it out to all the other teams and say, hey, this is what's working here. Maybe you should try this. I've had guys say, hey, give this idea to Stephen. See if it works and kicks up some, you know, some youth programming in your area. So it's a, it's a big coalition of the entire MLR working together, all the teams working together, even those stupid New England fans working together to grow to youth youth rugby in the sport uh, in the States. And that's what we like to see. Um, so I'm coming down to the last two questions. Uh, when my dog is going insane, because God forbid I get an interview with any clean audio, it's just not going to happen. Scott, you know, I can knock on wood. I could pray to St. Anthony. I can't hear going to bark, bro. Oh, really? No, no, no. You're good. Oh, good. There we go. There we go. I got a big pit bull. She's, she's not mean, but she loves to bark at the squirrels and stuff. Um, but yeah, we're coming down to the last couple questions. So run, pass, or kick. Um, where will the iron workers end up at the end of the season? Uh, kick. Well, obviously, we're going to be back-to-back rating <laughs> defending MLR Shield champions. I think no matter where you placed last year, coming into the season in 2023, if you're a fan and you don't think your team could go all the way, then you're not really a fan. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Halfway through the season, your expectations are going to change based upon what went down. But that's what's being being a sports fan all about. And if by the middle of 2023, if any fan of, of an MLR team is realizing, man, we're not making the cut this year, that's why we watch in 2024. You know what I mean? Because you're a fan. If, if you're not believing in the beginning of the season, you're going to win the whole thing. Why be a fan? Oh, it's funny. It's funny um, you say that because uh, when I sort of got the job, I was talking to my friends and they're like, oh man, that's awesome! Awesome, you got that job. They're like, oh, where did they come last year? I was like, oh, they um they won it, and they're like, oh, they go, oh, you don't want to do that job, do you? You can only go down. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair cool. They're like, sure, you want to do a team that came last or something, so you got to look good. Um, 
But see, that's smart man's thinking right there. That's smart man's thinking. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm either crazy or stupid. Um, <laughs> nah, but um, for for us, mate, obviously, well, so, yeah, we want to go back to back. There's no no question yeah. about that. But for us, it's it's the old cliche. We're day to day. We're just trying to get better. Um, we change. We want to change the skyline, and for us, that's about growing individuals and just being the best that we can be. And if, if we put our best foot forward and we're good enough, um, we're good enough. And, and if we're not, then we're going to learn some new stuff and we'll make sure we make those fixes. But we're definitely working harder than ever um, to deliver a game that represents our people in New York, which we believe are diverse, fun, energetic, um, and full of life and gritty. So that's what we're working to do. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's good enough, mate. I love it. Listen, you, you probably do have the hardest job in the MLR right now coming in with a team that won a championship, you know, being new, the, the entire coaching staff, well, except for Ollie, uh, you know, the coaching staff is relatively new. The two guys at the top are new, um, you know, and it's tough, but it, that's part of the fun, right? That's part of the challenge. That's part of the drive that you have as a coach and an athlete and a, and a rugby player to say, I want to go, you know, 16 and 0, run the, run the gamut of the playoffs and, and just go undefeated for the season. And like, if you're not thinking about that again, if you're not thinking about that as the coach, or the player at the preseason, what the hell are you doing? In my opinion, you know, I think you're in the wrong profession. I totally agree. And I think that's what New York, what's makes New Yorkers really special. Like I think when you come to New York, people come here to be the best in their field, whether um, you come to wall street to make the most money and be the best stockbroker or, you're an iron worker, you come to build the biggest building. You know, it's been happening since the Chrysler building and the Empire State building was wanted to be number biggest in the world, you know. And for yourself, like you become you want to be the best podcaster, sort of thing. So <laughs> for us, that's that's all we're trying to do. I'm here trying to be the best coach I can be and um do something special. And I definitely don't just want to sit down and be content. Um and I know all our boys and you sort of mentioned I uh, got the hardest job, but I believe I've got the best job and um, our players and our people make it really easy. So yeah, it's, yeah, loving it, mate. Absolutely buzzing. That's great. Um, you talk about being the best coach you can be. This last question is going to be one that I have a feeling you're going to kick back to me, but before <laughs> I go ahead, I'm just going to give you a little chance to start thinking about it at, before we end the interview. Um, if anybody you want to give a shout out, you know, family, friends, you know, people that pushed you along, just think, get, get that in your going. And, and when we're done with the last question, you can throw them a shout out. But the last question, run, pass or kick. What are the odds that James Semple is the MLR 2023 coach of the year? Oh, no, for, no I'll, I'll pass on that, mate. For me, <laughs> yeah, it's a team sport. So whatever accolades uh, anyone gets in our team, it's all the iron workers. So, yeah, yeah, not yeah. For for me, success is the team succeeding. So, yeah, that that's all that matters to me. I mean, listen, I knew you were going to give the the politically correct answer to that. I didn't <laughs> think you were actually going to answer I it. Really mean but, it. But having having the the accolades of you know being nominated in twenty twenty one and and twenty twenty uh, twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Um, you know, as New Zealand coach of the year being nominated, you know, you never know. You have a shot if if you run the gamut and you win another shield. I have a feeling you might be up for that in twenty twenty three. I mean, it's not. Oh, mate, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I'll just take the shield. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind about that. Give me the shield. 
<laughs> I love it, coach. I love it. Um, and like I said before, uh, we're going to give you the floor for a couple uh, minutes to shout out anybody who wants to speak to anything. You know, if you have any charities you work with or people you want to say hello to, or people that helped you in your rugby career, now's the time. Oh, thanks heaps, big guy. Um, oh, so just so me and my wife, we're doing long distance. Um, she's, she's a, she plays a bit of rugby as well. So she's back home in New Zealand. Um, but she's actually pregnant now too. So oh, congratulations coach. Yeah, thank you. We, we um, found out on our honeymoon. Um, so that was through a spanner in the works, but saved me a lot of money on beers, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, massive shout out to my wife for obviously all the support um, she gives me and for us, yeah, doing a bit of sacrifice for us to both chase our dreams. So yeah, love you very much. And um, we'll, we'll see each other soon. Uh, and then just to to my parents and my family, um, miss you guys. We'll see you soon. Uh, and then to the Waikato Women's Rugby Team, uh, I owe a lot to you girls. Um, appreciate everything you taught me, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much. That's awesome. You know, it's it's more often than not, you know, besides family, wives, spouses, kids, a lot of the guys and the women that come on here talk about their time, you know, before they quote unquote made it big, whether it was coaching or playing. And I think that just shows how rugby um, grows the generation, right? Because I'm always going to remember the first time I watched rugby in high school. The first time I see the first time I played rugby was at college, right? So it's a completely different thing. You know, you're, you're not, you don't have that, um, that kitty aspect, right? But the first time you get a really legit head coaching gig, you get that little like tingle, right? And, uh, and I think, expressing that and expressing the thankfulness of everything you learned um, with the Waikato women is, is just, again, makes me happy. To, it, it shows that just, just like rugby all across the world, the, the guys and the women that come and coach in the MLR are genuine, good people, great people. They're looking to move the, the, the game forward and, but never, never forgetting their past and where they came from. Um, coach, I really appreciate you hanging out with the big guy for, for this half an hour Obviously, you know, you're going to hear me on the sideline. Well, well, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be on the opposite sideline, but you're still going to hear me because I'm loud as shit. Um, you'll hear me <laughs> over the music. Um, so don't, don't, you know, if I say something, it's just in the heat of the moment. So just fun. drown it out. Um, but no, seriously, coach, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'll definitely get to meet you at least on the first uh, whole match. Uh, they usually allow me on the field pre-match. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the same arrangement again. I'd just like to thank you for your time. Oh, no, thank you very much, Scott. Um, I'm actually a bit gutted it's over. It went really quickly and had a lot of fun. So uh, appreciate you having me on and look forward to meeting you. Again, I'm the big guy, Scott Farrar, for Coach, for Ty and Rob, who couldn't be here. Thank you, Rugby Rant listeners, and we'll see you at the next. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.